You are Locked On Cougars. This is your daily podcast focused on the BYU Cougars. Thanks for joining us on the Thursday edition of the show. And boy, how had the sports world has changed. A lot to get to. Uh, COVID-19 or the coronavirus wreaking havoc across the sports world. We'll talk about how it affects BYU it likely will be outdated by the time you hear this, but we're still going to talk about it nonetheless. We'll also get to a conversation I had with BYU linebacker Pepe Tanuvasa, a new name in the BYU football uh, fraternity, a guy who transferred from Navy, a guy who's expected to break out this year, has really been showing well on the scout team last year, and also uh, has been showing well in spring ball so far. We'll talk about all of it on today's show, of course, have it all covered for you when it comes to BYU sports. Thanks again for joining us. We are proud to be part of America's number one daily podcast network, the Locked On Podcast Network. With that rundown out of the way, let's get going here. This is Locked On Cougars for March 12th, 2020. What's up, guys? I'm Jay Catch, your host here on Locked On Cougars, your resident BYU insider. Thanks for joining us on another edition of Locked On Cougars. Man, uh, things have changed a lot. Uh, just a heads up for you guys, uh, this podcast is available everywhere podcasts are to be found. Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, Google Play. So if you're just finding the show for the first time, welcome on in. A unique circumstance that we're talking about today, but thanks for joining us. We are here for you guys each and every day talking BYU sports. And by the time you guys hear a lot of this conversation we're about to have, it probably is going to be outdated. That's how quickly the situation involving coronavirus or COVID-19, as it's being called as well, is evolving. Uh, The sports world essentially has been placed on hold last night. Of course, I work uh, in Salt Lake City. So the Utah Jazz had a player test positive for coronavirus, another test positive overnight. And obviously that's caused widespread panic and uh, concern when it comes to the local community here in Utah, as you would expect. But it's affecting all sports. MLS, uh, Major League Soccer, has put their season on hold for 30 days. NHL has suspended their season. The NBA has suspended their season after, the, of course, last night, what happened with the Utah Jazz and the Oklahoma City Thunder. If you hadn't seen that already, I would anticipate you have. But it's wreaking havoc on the sports world. And that doesn't mean it hasn't reached down to BYU. It absolutely has. So this is a crazy, crazy time we're living in. Uh, One of the times I think we'll all look back on at some point and think of exactly where we were at when all this went down. As it stands, uh, BYU has closed all sporting events to outside spectators. Essentially, anybody who is not family, an essential staff member, a coach, or a team member will not be allowed to go to BYU sporting events this spring. I think it's a valid concern that they're shutting things down. I would expect at some point the university, speaking of Brigham Young University, is going to go to an online format for the remainder of the semester uh, with their entire student body. And I, it's, it's just really, it's a weird, weird time to be a sports fan. There is no doubt about that. When it comes to BYU sports, it will be interesting because the NCAA basketball tournament, as of recording right now, and I'm recording this at midday on Thursday, so 12.30 roughly mountain time, the NCAA tournament has not been officially postponed, canceled, or anything. It's supposed to go on, but without spectators present. And obviously that, I would expect, is going to change in the coming hours, if not minutes. But as it stands, BYU basketball, everything 
this senior class has worked for, speaking of BYU men's basketball, the number 14 team in the country, everything they have worked for, uh, NCAA tournament dreams, they've hoped of going back to the big dance after a long four-year drought, five-year drought, if I'm not mistaken. And <laughs> speaking frankly, it's kind of scary to think about that because these young men have worked and worked and worked, and to see that maybe go up and smoke right right when it looks like it's on the cusp of happening. NCAA selection uh, Sunday show was supposed to be this Sunday. BYU is supposed to find out where they're going for the NCAA tournament. It could be gone before it even gets going, and that's that's unfortunate. My hope is, and this is just me speaking frankly, and I don't speak for anybody but myself. I'd be very clear about this. I don't speak for anybody but myself, Jay Catch. I hope that the NCAA tournament happens at some point. If they need to postpone it, so be it. Postpone it for a month or two. Make it May madness. Put it in the middle of May, which I actually think college basketball should be a one-semester sport starting when winter semester begins for colleges in early January and go through May with the NCAA tournament. Could be an easy test run in that regard. Like I said, I'm only speaking for myself. Let's be very clear about that. I hope the NCAA tournament happens at some point this calendar year. And these young men from BYU, Brigham Young University's men's basketball team, who have fought and clawed and scratched and done everything they could possibly do to make it back to the NCAA tournament, I hope they get that opportunity to play in the big dance. It would, be, it would just be, man, I, 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 I know I'm reading this via my phone, so the quality of it's not great, but hopefully you guys can hear the emotion in my voice uh, on this podcast. I, I feel for every one of these athletes, even in the other sports outside of men's basketball, I, across the entire sports landscape. Their seasons, their livelihoods, their careers have all been affected by this pandemic that is sweeping the globe. And it's unfortunate, but the, the biggest thing I think we should all acknowledge is it's better to be safe than sorry. That's the ultimate thing. I think BYU is being adequately cautious, banning all outside spectators. That means that media availability for basketball and any other sport is currently uh, canceled indefinitely. Uh, I think that uh, the next time we actually talk to coaches and players might be a month from now. I don't know, but I'm not anticipating going to BYU media availability in the the near future. Uh, It's it's unfortunate because I love going and covering BYU. It's why I love doing my job. It's why I love doing this podcast. I love talking sports. And in this instance, BYU sports in particular with you guys each and every day. I had some people ask me if I was doing a podcast today, and I told them, yes, I'm doing a podcast today. As I said on our Twitter feed, you can follow us on social media, Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter, at Locked on Cougars. I would be doing a podcast. I said it would be a little bit delayed, and it is delayed getting out today. But hopefully you guys are all well, taking care of yourselves, and Hanging in there, plain and simple. I, it's, a, it's a weird, weird time to be a sports fan. There's no doubt about it. But we want to be here for you guys to help you get through it. Because when there's no live sports, man, I, I don't know what I'm going to do with myself, honestly. And I just, like I said, I'm speaking for myself. I'm not speaking for anybody else. So it's just a, it's just a weird, weird time to be a sports fan. There's no doubt about it. Uh, official statements from BYU. Let's, let's get those out of the way here. So BYU put this out on social media. It said, quote, effective immediately, all athletic events on BYU's campus will be closed to the public. Only participants, coaches, and essential staff will be allowed to attend. BYU Athletics will provide updates as more information becomes available. And that's pretty much uh, what everybody's following, if not outright canceling 
events, uh, spring football and the like. I'm glad BYU is at least letting these athletes still have the opportunity to compete, albeit without spectators present. It creates a new dynamic when you don't have fans there uh, rooting you on or booing against you or railing on you. It does make a different dynamic, but I'm glad at least for the time being, and like I said, I'm recording this midday on Thursday, I'm glad BYU Athletics is letting their student-athletes continue to participate for the time being, and I hope that all goes well and that we're back to all systems go at some point here in the relatively near future. I don't know when that is. Honestly, everything I read about COVID-19 or the coronavirus, it says that we could be without sports for a month. We could be without sports for a long time. I don't know what to make of it, but my fervent hope is that we're back watching and talking about live sports in the near term. I, I, I think that we're probably shut down effectively for at least two weeks. But of course, I will be here with you guys every day talking BYU sports. If I got to make up topics... I'll make up some topics. I'll draw up some lists. We'll figure something out. We will have some fun regardless, but I can assure you guys of this. I will be with you guys every day, especially every weekday, talking BYU sports to help hopefully provide an escape for you guys uh, to just be able to step away from everything else going on in the world, all the craziness that's going on, and just be able to sit back and talk about sports or listen to me talk about sports for just a little bit, just a little snippet of your day, and hopefully it brings you some joy. I wanted to uh, give a special shout-out, by the way, before we get too far into this, to Kent Tingey. Um, he's up there in uh, Idaho, and he sent me a note yesterday at LockedOnBYU at gmail.com. And Kent, I can't thank you enough, especially in just kind of the light of what's happening right now. Uh, Kent sent this in and says, I really enjoy your daily show. Thanks for producing it and for researching good informational and interesting stories. And Kent, it brought a tear to my eye last night, especially in the aftermath of everything that's going on with the sports world. Because I really, truly enjoy doing this show. I've told people over and over again, it is not a chore to do this every day. It is a ton of fun. And I can promise you guys, I will do everything within my power to help bring you guys everything I can muster with coverage of BYU for however long uh, we're on an, we're on a hiatus, essentially, of covering the Cougars. I have some interviews I've been holding back from spring football that I've collected that we're going to play in the coming days and weeks. We may repurpose some of those interviews, some of the conversations we've had, etc. But I can tell you this much. We are not going anywhere. We will be with you guys each and every day. Uh, one thing I wanted to pass along to you guys, though, in the BYU basketball front, kind of where the forefront of the BYU sports mind is right now, is I've been t- in speaking with some people around the BYU basketball program. Dalton Nixon is returning to practice as of today. Will they practice today? I don't know. But Dalton Nixon, it appears, is being cleared to get back into practicing with the BYU basketball team. Obviously, you guys remember, suffered that horrific double ankle sprain against Pepperdine and uh, has been out for, as we're looking at four weeks at this point, or four weeks out from it. And the hope was that he was going to be ready for the NCAA tournament next week. So he's a little bit ahead of schedule, but him returning to practice should be an absolute boon to BYU's opportunities come spring. Uh, whenever the NCAA tournament comes. If it's delayed, well, guess what? That's more time for him to get healthy. Also, Colby Lee, who missed the game against St. Mary's in the West Coast Conference Tournament, he should be fully recovered from his illness in short order as well. So I feel like this is a big opportunity uh, for BYU basketball because they could be really healthy come whenever this tournament actually happens. I'm hoping it goes on like schedule, on regularly scheduled. We're able to watch it, albeit without fans in the stands at the various tournament venues, but I'm not anticipating it this that at the current time. But I just, I look at this and I feel like there is a, 
Oh man, there's a need uh, for people to still uh, talk about sports even without the live events going on. And like I said, we'll be with you guys each and every day. And some of the news like that we'll bring to you each and every day, like the news of Dalton Nixon returning to practice, that's fantastic for BYU basketball fans. And hopefully that uh, helps cheer you up a little bit despite uh, not knowing the current status of whatever's going to happen with the NCAA basketball tournament. So there you go. Some of my thoughts on just the current situation of the sports landscape where BYU basketball stands and the like. Coming up next, going to have a great conversation. I enjoyed this conversation with Pepe Tanuvasa, linebacker for BYU football, a transfer from Navy. He sat out last year due to the year in residence rules on NCAA transfer rules. I had a chance to catch up with him, find out more about him, what he's expecting to do in a BYU uniform. We'll get to that next right here on Locked on Cougars. All right, guys, had a chance to speak with Pepe Tanuvasa from BYU Football earlier on in spring ball. Had a great conversation with him. Uh, You may not know his name, but I would encourage you guys to get to know this name because I think he's going to be a guy who is going to be a difference maker for the BYU football program in 2020. He's a junior officially this year. He sat out last year after transferring from the the Naval Academy to BYU. A native of Tigard, Oregon. You'll hear him talk about this here in just a little bit. Uh, He went to Navy, had actually 32 tackles in 20. 18 in 30, 13 games. A productive player already at the D1 level, and Navy is no slouch. Don't think that this is some G5 program that's an also-ran. What uh, Ken Niamatololo and the Naval Academy have built is impressive, and the fact that uh, a guy like uh, Pepe Tanuvasa got on the field for the midshipmen early on in his career and produced at a relatively high level, that's a positive thing. I would talk to people last year, as you guys know, if you've been listening to this podcast for a long time, we have practice insiders who feed us information. And I was told throughout last season that there was this linebacker who was just as, just awesome on the scout team, just was making fits for the offense, the number one offense in, in scout team drills. And as I talked to the people, they said, his last name's Tanuvasa. And of course, that's Pepe Tanuvasa. He wears number 47. He's six foot one, 230 pounds. And I'm telling you guys, Keep an eye out for this young man. He is going to be part of the linebacker rotation for BYU, even despite them maybe moving a third, that third linebacker spot into a hybrid role where it's almost a safety position. You can expect to see Pepe Tanuvasa on the field for BYU in 2020, in my opinion, barring an injury or something else happening. So had a great conversation with him. Uh, Pepe is an interesting individual, so let him explain a little bit about himself, his background, the reasoning for his transfer to BYU, etc. So here you go, an exclusive conversation between myself, Jay Catch, and BYU linebacker Pepe Tanuvasa right here on Locked on Cougars. But you're a transfer from Navy. What went into that decision? You know, I think there was a lot of personal stuff, mm-hmm. um, just as far as um, Ready, you good? what I saw as my feature yeah. and what I wanted for my future family, and I feel like it just seemed that's the best fit, and I've loved it here so far. Obviously, the Naval Academy, you do sign up for that service commitment afterwards. Is that, was that part of it, like thinking, hey, I've got an opportunity here to maybe do something else in my life? Is that kind of the thought? Yeah, and I, w- I was looking forward to spending the most p- amount of time with my family as possible. Gotcha. Okay. So, Wait, and you're from the West Coast, Oregon, correct? Yes. Okay, so did you grow up knowing about BYU, fan of BYU? What was your relationship with BYU like? You know, I wasn't always a fan of BYU. Okay. I was the most loyal fan, yeah. I guess. But, <laughs> you know, I was always on the radar. And so always was watching the games, was always aware of what was happening, how the team was doing. And okay. so when the opportunity came, I definitely was... 
was eager to take it. So when you transferred, was it BYU that contacted you first, or did you make contact with them to kind of express your interest? Um, I, I made contact first, yeah. and I expressed interest in coming here. And luckily it worked out, yeah. and here I am. So, What's your relationship with guys like Kalani Satake? Uh, it's awesome. He's such a great coach, and he has such a good vision for us as a team. And I think today at practice, you know, we saw a little glimpse of what we have uh, in store at least. When you, okay, this is going to sound like a int- weird question probably, when I, but you make that transfer from Navy now, and you're kind of an unknown to BYU fans, because I think your name popped up on the r- roster, and people are like, okay, who is this Tanuvasa kid? So can you give us a little bit of a background on yourself, like where you're from, what you did in high school, that type of stuff? Sounds good. So I'm from Taggart, Oregon. Okay. I uh, graduated from Taggart High School. Afterwards, I served a mission in Florida okay. and the Tampa Mission. Uh, I played two years at the Naval Academy and then came here. Um, while in high school, I played rugby and football, um, basketball my freshman year. I don't okay. know if I, I don't know if you'd count that. <laughs> hey, you played basketball, yeah. count it, yeah. yeah. Um, I have two younger siblings, one on a mission in Fiji and one 12-year-old uh, still at home. So, BYU you played in Tampa this past year. You were obviously retro. Did you travel with the team down there? Uh, due to the uh, ineligibility rules, I was unable to transfer. Gotcha. Okay. I was definitely watching. Okay. What would you describe yourself as a player on the field? What kind of player are you? Hmm. I'm going to let you guys decide. Okay. I have a hard time <laughs> trying to see the good things. Okay. I, I am very critical of myself, and so... A lot of times I just see what I need to work on, and so I'll let everyone else decide. So you spent last year working with the scout team mainly. Now that you're on the full roster and participating in practices, what's it been like so far for you this far in the spring ball? We're still first week, but what's it been like? It's been a, a really breath, a great breath of fresh air. Mm-hmm. Um, I've loved working with the guys, especially I think that beer on scout team was really great working with the, the starting offense. Yeah. Um, because it helped me hone my skills. I got a lot of reps, a lot, a lot of reps. <laughs> but I was able to compete against the best, and so it helped make me better. So, When, when you're on the scout team, you're giving the, the offense a look of what their opponent's going to look like. So how much in terms of you learning this defense went into that? Did you get a chance to really dig into it, or is this the kind of the time you're digging into it finally? Um, I'd say a little bit of both. Okay. I had always heard the calls, and we changed, we changed a few things around, but... Yeah. Um, the thing, good thing about defense is defense is defense. Yeah. And so it's the same everywhere. Cover two is cover two. Yeah. And so that's a blessing. Still a lot of read and react? Yeah. Okay. Definitely. So what do you want to accomplish this spring? What are kind of some of your goals? Do you have goals that you want to hit? So my biggest goal, like you said, is um, people, uh, my name is new yeah. on the roster. And so I know I, love, I have a lot to prove. Yeah. And so this is, spring ball is a great opportunity for me to kind of show what I have to offer mm-hmm. and, uh, hopefully a, a glimpse of what's going to happen in the fall. Make a name for yourself, yes, essentially. Sir. All sir. right, Pepe, can't thank you enough. Thanks for taking the time. Of course, thank you. There you go, Pepe Tanavasa. You heard him say he served a mission in Florida, also played rugby, so he is a multi-sport athlete. I think he is a guy who's going to fit in well at BYU. You heard him talk about the fact that he's just thankful that BYU gave, gave him this opportunity to come play for the program. And like I've said uh, before we played that interview, Expect to see his name and his number on the field in large doses for BYU in 2020. As it kind of stands right now, BYU starting starting linebacker tandem in spring ball so far that I have observed, and it might be the last observation we have, has been that Peyton Wilgar as well as um, Isaiah Kalfusi have been kind of the two linebackers in this new alignment BYU is running, essentially a, a 4-2-5 defense. 
And I mean, and I've talked about this previously, but that nickel position, that fifth uh, linebacker, the fifth defensive back position, excuse me, on the field for BYU right now, it's a hybrid position. Chaz Ayu, if he is cleared and he's able to return to the field, he is like the prototype for what you want in that fifth uh, spot in the defensive backfield, according to the alignment. It's more of a hybrid safety linebacker role where you come up and play in the box and help with run support. I think that's what BYU's defense is going to look like for the remainder of Kalani Satake's tenure. Just my observation and what I expect to see. Uh, guys like Troy Warner, who've looked really good early on in spring ball, he's also playing the strong safety position that's also uh, being kind of cross-trained as a hybrid position in its own right where they're coming up and attacking the run as well. So BYU's defense this year is going to have a different look, and I, I don't think that's... Uh, it, it, it's needed, honestly. Let's be clear about that. It is something that is absolutely needed. But guys like Pep, uh, Pepe Tanuvasa, Peyton Wilgar, Isaiah Kafusi, who are currently kind of the one, two, three guys in the linebacker rotation, BYU's got a lot of talent they're going to put on the field at linebacker, it looks like. And I'm excited to see how it develops throughout the rest of spring on into the offseason. And hopefully we're going to have a season at some point in the fall. But of course, we'll have that covered for you with, his, with news as it comes with regards to this pandemic that it's sweeping the globe with COVID-19. So uh, thanks to Pepe Tanuvasa for joining us here on the podcast. It was great to catch up with him. And like I said, I've stockpiled some of these interviews. I always stockpile a little bit to hold uh, for situations. And we are in a situation right now, so we'll have more conversations for you over the coming days and weeks until we're able to start talking to BYU coaches and players once again. But I hope that we don't have to wait too long for that because I love catching up with these coaches and the players and letting them tell their story to you guys right here on the podcast. All right, we'll catch up on some of the other BYU sports news here in just a minute. Uh, Before we do that, though, a reminder for you guys, listening to this podcast is really simple. I've talked about this previously, but if you guys have a smart device, a smart speaker in your home, you have your smartphone that you plug into your vehicle, all you got to do to listen to this podcast is tell it, play the latest episode of the Locked On Cougars podcast, and it'll be right there for you guys. You don't, you don't have to so much as lift a finger outside of plugging your smartphone into your uh, into your uh, USB cord in your car, to, in your car essentially, and we'll be with you guys for the ride each and every day. We aim to be a one-stop shop for all the BYU sports news you can't find anywhere else, as well as the insider information that you will not find anywhere else. And I want to encourage you guys, use your smart device, utilize its features, and tell it, play the latest episode of the Locked on Cougars podcast, and we will make you the smartest BYU fan in the room. All right, guys, let's catch up on everything else going on in BYU sports news before we go on this Thursday edition of the show. Let's start off. BYU baseball opens up West Coast Conference play this evening against Loyola Marymount at Miller Ballpark. Game time set for 6 o'clock Mountain Time. There will be a live stream on the BYU TV app if you want to watch it. Also, a radio call on the BYU Radio Network, 107.9 FM. You can listen to that game there. Uh, there will be a three-game set tonight, tomorrow, and Saturday for BYU baseball. BYU softball is is in the south. They're in Tuscaloosa, Alabama. They're playing in the T-Town Showdown. Uh, they'll be in action tonight at 6 o'clock Central Time. It'll be 5 o'clock Mountain Time as they take on the host University of Alabama Crimson Tide. There'll be a live stream on SEC Network Plus. Also a live stream on the radio call you can get at BYUCougars.com. They'll be back in action in that tomorrow as well as Saturday as they face off against Alabama. I believe uh, Bryant's also in the mix with that and Texas if I'm not mistaken. So 
fun times for BYU softball as they head to the Deep South to participate in some SEC action, wishing them nothing but the best of luck. Uh, BYU men's and women's track and field are in Albuquerque, New Mexico for the NCAA Indoor Championships. As far as I am aware, that is not ha- that has not been canceled as of now. That comes up this weekend. Of course, if that news breaks that it's been canceled, we'll have that for you on tomorrow's podcast. Uh, one thing that has been canceled this weekend, though, is BYU men's volleyball, the number one ranked team in the, Coug- in the country. The Cougars will not be in Stanford, California this weekend to take on number 14 Stanford as the Pac-12 has canceled all spring sports. So that event will not take place. So like I said, the COVID-19 outbreak, the pandemic it's become, it's wreaking havoc on the sports world at large. And it's not just limited to basketball and football. It is across all all facets of sports and even across all facets of life. So I just want to thank you guys for taking the time to download this show. It is so much fun to be with you guys each and every day. I, I don't have much else to talk about today and I don't really feel like anything else is, is, is I guess too pressing on my mind to talk about, but it is just fun to be with you guys each and every day. I thank you guys, guys like Kent Tingey who reached out today and left me a note at lockedonbyu at gmail.com. That's the type of stuff that keeps me going on this podcast. When you guys tweeted us asking, hey, where's the latest episode of the podcast? That stuff keeps me going even when it gets tough. And it doesn't get tough very often, but there are times. And when I think of stuff like that, that's what keeps me going. And I love doing this podcast with you guys. I'm going to be back with you tomorrow. Uh, I apologize for the quality of the podcast today. It probably didn't sound as, as good as it normally does, but I'm doing this remotely uh, from my home via my phone. So not the best quality, but of course we'll make do with what we, whatever we have in the meantime, until I'm able to get back into the studio and do a show, etc. But I want to thank you guys for your continued support of the show. Honestly, that comes from the bottom of my heart. I love doing this. I love talking BYU sports with you guys, and I'm not going to be like everything else and essentially go on hiatus. We will stop, continue talking BYU sports. We'll bring you everything I have to muster, everything I can bring to you guys when it comes to BYU sports each and every day. And I want you guys to know that that is my promise to you guys because I know this time when stuff like this is going on, when the world seems to be going crazy, sports is an escape. And it's an escape for me, even though I work in it professionally and I want it to be the same for you guys. So thank you once again for your continued support of the show. We'll be back tomorrow. We'll have more on whatever's going on in the sports world. Like I said, everything I may have talked about today has maybe already gone out the window outside of our conversation with Pepe Tanavasa. But I want to thank him for taking the time to join us here on the podcast and, and, We'll be back tomorrow covering everything going on in BYU sports and beyond. Feel free to reach out anytime. Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at LockedOnCougars. My personal Twitter feed is at Jacob C. Hatch. You also can uh, email the show like Kent Tingey did today, LockedOnBYU at gmail.com. Enjoy your Thursday. Hopefully you guys are all doing well, and I will talk to you soon. This has been the Locked On Cougars podcast from March 12, 2020. We will talk to you tomorrow.